word begins to mend. The word begins to prune and cut off what we don't need. The word begins to heal that broken heart. The word of God begins to heal and fill in the wounds. The word. What does it mean to be like Christ? It means to have the same mind of Christ. humility, doing nothing for conceit, nothing for pride, not being puffed up. And it's real easy right now in the days that we are living in uh, uh, with social media everywhere and everything we see is about self. Bishop talked about this last night. I did it by myself. We're in and living in a generation where people think that it's only because and by the works of my hands. That's so false. Because without God allowing his son, Jesus, to die on the cross, without Jesus accepting charge and being selfless knowing the turmoil knowing what he would be going through knowing I didn't do this you know we can't it's a lot of us that would not do anything I ain't do that and I'm not taking that I didn't do that I'm not taking that rap he did it and he take it that was not Jesus but we are really living in a time where we actually believe that it's by the works of our own hands. It's by the works of our own hands. No, you didn't wake yourself up this morning. No, you didn't allow yourself to be kept in your right mind. No, it's not by the works of your hands, but it's through Jesus. It's by the grace of God. How many times have we misstepped but for his grace? What does it mean for me to be like Christ? It means serving others. Serving others. And that's what Jesus did when he died on the cross for us. He allowed himself to reflect his father. He did what he saw his father doing. No matter the situation, he continued in the same mind as Christ. He was sober-minded and full of humility, not puffed up, not full of conceit. 
not telling the Lord, I didn't do this. I don't care. I'm not doing this for them. I'm not getting ready to go through hell on earth for them. He said, God, I, I, I paraphrase, I would that you take this cup from me because I don't want to do this. I'm not going to do this. I don't know exactly what's getting ready to happen, but I can feel that this ain't really getting ready to go too well. The anguish that we have when we are faced with a situation that we don't think is getting ready to go too well. The despair that we have, the, the, the worry, the fear that we have when we feel like we're getting ready to go through something that we don't want to go through because it just feels like this is a bad situation. Imagine Jesus. It wasn't that he did anything to be in that bad situation. But he decided to take his assignment, to be selfless, and to serve others. Same mind, full of humility, serving. That's what it takes to be like Christ. Bishop keeps telling us Get this out of your mindset that you have done this on your own because it is not by the works of your hand. It is only through the blood of Jesus. It is only through the sacrifice of Jesus. It is only through him allowing the Holy Spirit. Bishop likes to say the Holy Ghost. He said the Holy Spirit is too pretty. So Bishop says the Holy Ghost. Maybe I'm too pretty. I say the Holy Spirit. But it's only through and by the Holy Spirit that Jesus allowed to stay here and rest here on earth with us. The Spirit that leads us. The Spirit that guides us. The Spirit that is our confidant. Our advocate. Everything that we need to succeed, to go forth, to understand that everything is possible because there is no thing possible without Christ. We already have. But in order to see it come to fruition, we have to remember we must be like Christ. Christ. We must be like Christ in all things. Acknowledge God so that he can actually direct our path. How many things have we been in that we did not acknowledge God and he did not direct our path and we found ourselves going haywire in? Now God will direct our paths into some mess, but he will bring us right out. Because, again, there is no thing possible, no thing impossible, without Christ. So, Rock Church, we are on a journey. 
Those of you who are online, we are on a journey. We are not doing this day by day, moment by moment, just because this is something to do. This here is a lifestyle. And if you are connected to the Rock Church, you must live a lifestyle of Christ. We are not here to look like the world. We are here to reflect Jesus in this dark, dying world. And if you and I don't reflect Jesus, if you and I don't stand and be the light in the world, the world will die. Our generations are dying and dying if we don't be the light in the dark world. If we don't stop playing games, if we don't stop playing church, we will lose our babies, 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 babies. Our babies are already having babies. And we've not been able to grasp, nor lead, nor teach our babies. And our babies are having babies. Now Jesus said, I do what I see my father do. So our babies need to do what they see their fathers do. Do y'all hear what, I'm, what the Spirit is saying to us? He's been saying it week after week. But if we don't begin to operate, live in, the mindset of Jesus. Same mind. And in order to have that same mind, it is a daily, moment-by-moment moment renewal that we must have in the Spirit. Sober-minded. Not puffed up. We are great people. We are creative people. And the Lord gives us the desires of our heart. And with him, we can accomplish some great things. But be careful in thinking that you've done this by yourself. Be careful in thinking that this is all me. I'm on a journey of self. I'm on the journey of me. I realize that all people and these people that I've been attached to before, they're full of mess. And I'm on the journey of myself. That's real good because you're making money and people are understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me be on the journey of myself. I'll do it by myself. Bishop spoke last night and said, what in the world? You're doing a fast by yourself. You're doing, you're, you're, you're isolated. Everything is yourself. Be careful because you didn't wake yourself up this morning. You didn't protect yourself. You didn't cover yourself. 
his grace, but by the blood of Jesus. But by the blood of Jesus. I missed the accident. But by the blood of Jesus, I missed the bullets. But by the blood of Jesus, I missed the robbery. But by the blood of Jesus, he covered me. Not yourself. You don't have enough power to cover yourself. It's by his grace. Yes, you're doing well, but it's by his grace. It's by his grace in hopes that one of us will allow ourselves to be used as Jesus and allow our light to shine to tell you, no, 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 honey, it's not yourself. But it's by the grace of Jesus. You're doing well because he gave you the creative ability. You're doing well. But what you need to understand that you would be doing much better if you understood whom you belong to. If you understood that it is the spirit of God that is leading and guiding and it's not yourself. Because when we begin to stay in the mindset of myself, I did this on my own. I don't need anyone. I only do me. I only rock with who I rock with. If you're not on my level, I can't rock with you. Hold on. We were not on Jesus' level. But he didn't say, God, look here. I done done all these miracles. And now you get me here to this garden and you really expect me to do this for people that I don't even know, for people that are not here. You really expect me to take on this sin? You really expect me to take on this turmoil? Do you really expect that out of me? Because that's how we act. Do you really think that I'm about to sit here and take all this? Do you really think, I don't know exactly what's getting ready to happen, but I'm quite sure this ain't about to go good. Let's paraphrase it, but do you understand Jesus didn't do that? He took his ability to talk to the Father, which is some things that we don't do. Open your mouth and talk. You cannot do this on your own. Open your mouth and say, Lord, I need help. Lord, I can't do this on my own. I am not getting ready to sit here and be okay with this on my own. But he said, not my will, but your will. Not my will. But your will be done. Your will be done in the earth. Your will be done. And he picked up his cross. For you. For me. He picked up his cross. He carried his cross. He died on that cross. But he rose again with all power. 
So I need us to understand what Bishop has been teaching us. This is a lifestyle and we're living and we're going and we're operating in lifestyle. We are not operating in church uh, as we've known it. We are living and we operate in lifestyle. Our lifestyles have to reflect Christ. There's no if, there's no and, there's no but. You have to reflect Christ. If you're not reflecting Christ, then what are you doing? Oh, you're wasting your time. Time is precious. The mothers of the church when I was growing up used to say time is winding up. Time is winding up. When they, they were saying it when I was younger. And now I'm older and I'm telling you time is winding up. Stop wasting the time. Understand that it is a necessity that we reflect Jesus to our children. It is a necessity. It is life or death. I don't care how old or how young your children are. It is your job to reflect Jesus. Jesus said, I do what I see my father do. It is your job to reflect Jesus that our children will begin to practice what we do, what they see from us. So we're going to do a self-check. When you look at your children, those that don't have children, when you look at your nieces and nephews, when you look at people that have been around you, what do they reflect? Because however they act is you. However they act is you. My children are grown. And I might not be able to say, oh, you're going to do this right now. But if you know me, I do say that still. But what I like to do is, I'm not going to lie, I start off saying, I would like to make a request. I would like to make a request. And I make a request for a long time, if I have to. And then I might get to, oh, you, you're not going to do that. What you're not going to do is that. And those that know my children, I can pull Joshua in a little easy. Me and Jaira, we have to go at it a little harder. But I reflect Jesus. And I am not perfect. And I have told my children when I'm doing wrong, hey, even as they were teenagers, if know that I am doing something that I have taught you not to do. Can you pull my shirt tail? Don't disrespect me because I might pop up, pop off. But pull my shirt tail because it is not my intent to not reflect Jesus and be the light to you. 
Look at your children. And what you see in them. You might need to, because we all do, and I do this. Go and say, Father, forgive me. Bishop talked about it. We come in church today, and we don't repent for nothing. We just come in church and lift our hands and say, hey, we don't repent for nothing. Father, forgive me for the reflection that I have reflected in the earth. Renewing me the right spirit. Renewing me the mind of Christ. Renewing me the, the, the humble spirit that I'm not full of conceit. I'm not telling my kids, you do as I say, but don't do as I do. Don't worry about what I'm doing. You just do what I say. No, no, that does not work, ma'am, sir. That doesn't work. Because your kids is putting that, they were going to put that in their pocket. And either you're going to turn your head and they're going to do it, or they're going to hold on to it. And they're going to do it. My father was very, very strategic. And I thought he was crazy. I couldn't do anything. That's what I thought. I couldn't go anywhere. That's what I thought. Well, I didn't cover you for that. What do you mean you didn't cover me? I only want to go to the game. I did not cover you for that. But my spirit says, go here and come home. So I thought he was crazy. I am not one that it takes long to learn lessons. I'm not that risky. I had to learn a couple lessons, but it only took me a few. Only took me a few to understand what he was saying. I'm telling you, you can do this because the spirit, the blood of Jesus is covering you for this. Don't do that because the blood is not covering you for that. As simple as, Cheney, when you walk home, because we live in Collinwood, I went to Collinwood, railroader for life. I went to Collinwood. We lived in the Collinwood neighborhood. Cheney, you can only walk home St. Clair and up Coit. Oh, I'm not doing that, Dad, because that takes 30 minutes. Down the hill takes 15. Cheney, oh, okay, Dad. But by grace, me not understanding. And when I tell y'all, but by grace, the young girl that they found dead on the track. Oops. That's how I was as a child. Oops. Not understanding, but by grace, but by the covering of my parents. Bishop talked about it last night. He is only here from the prayers of his mother and father. Cheney, after the game, you can go to the game, but you must come home this way. Well, my girlfriends want to walk this other way. 
You must come home this way. I don't care what everybody else does. I didn't listen. I did make it home, but I ended up crawling on the ground, eating the ground part of the way home because the way I shouldn't have went, there was a gunfight. And he's standing on the porch watching me come home the wrong way. It didn't take me much. We're playing football in the grass in the front lawn. And we're having a good game. Family game. Because see, we don't do those things anymore. We don't do family things anymore. Get your family. I don't care if you have to start out with a family dinner, a family movie night, a family whatever. Get your family. Get your children, and I don't care how old they are, get your children. We're playing a football game, a family game, because that's what we did. And he stops the game. No, Dad, we don't want to. No, stop the game. Let's go, everybody on the porch. And we mad and going off. You tripping. You always tripping. You just don't want it because you losing. You, you ain't fair, Dad. You always doing it. You always trying to tell us what to do. Five minutes later, some young boy then stole a car. Come ripping around the corner on Coit. Almost hits the neighbor's tree. To not hit the tree, he turned, ran up on our grass, all the way up on our grass, fishtailed his way on down the street. Fine, forget it, Dad, whatever you say. Because apparently, something wrong with you. That you always speaking this stuff. No, that is what happens when you renew your mind in the word. That's what happens when you renew your spirit. That's what happens when you allow Christ's mindset to become your mindset. That's what happened. Not that he was perfect, but I'm telling you, he reflects Jesus. He reflected Jesus. And when I talk to my mom today, she laughs and says, oh, my God, you ain't nobody but your daddy. Because I understand, and I, underst I understand now. And I have not allowed the teachings that I talked about him and called him crazy for. And he used to tell me, when you get older, you would thank me. I ain't thinking you at all, because you crazy. When I get older, I'm out of here. When you get older, you will thank me for what I am instructing and instilling in you. When you get older, you will. Having the mindset of Christ. Having the mindset of Christ. is a necessity today. If you say you love your children 
if you say you love your life, it doesn't matter where you are right now. It doesn't matter what you did five minutes ago. It doesn't matter what you've done a minute ago. Y'all know I love to say you're yet breathing. And because you are yet breathing, now is the time. Now is the moment. You can open up your mouth, open up your heart right now. And ask the Lord to come into your heart. To renew your mind and create in you the right spirit. To create in you a clean heart that you may reflect that. to start with let me be a reflection to the world let me be a reflection to my children because see kids don't really lie and nowadays kids don't mind calling you out they will call you out you phony you lying I don't even like the way you act because you don't even act like that you only act like that in church that's why I don't even like dealing with y'all because y'all a bunch of phony Christians. And they think that the way you are is the way we all are. We are all striving. But we need you to strive. This is not a game. This is not a request. This is who we are. We are the reflection of Christ. And we have a job to do. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that we are slipping on this job. It doesn't, doesn't take a rocket scientist to see or ask your children. Your children will tell you the truth. I remember saying that at the hotel. Your children will tell you the truth. I have asked my kids about myself. Your children will tell you the truth. Just say... Be a little respectful because my, 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 my feelings and my emotions might not take it. So don't just get jiggy on me. Just, just give it to me a little lightly. Because, see, when they get to going and it get good to them, oh, they'll let you have it. They start putting a little tone on it, moving their head, letting you know. They might even throw in hypocrite. Oh, that kind of don't sit well with you. That don't sit well with everybody. But ask them. Ask your neighbor. Ask the people that you're around. Ask them. We're on a journey. Lifestyle journey. I took a lot of time. I'm not going to apologize. Because we have to understand, we just lost over a million people during the pandemic. And we have a generation of people that believe that they hold and have the power in their own hands. Whoa. They believe that they 
I did it on my own. I am on the journey of self. And so it's our job to reflect Jesus. And if we start reflecting Jesus in our home, then it can extend past our home into our jobs, into our, the workplace, into the streets, into the grocery stores. This ain't going to be easy, but who said it was? Jesus took a cross that was not his. It was ours. And he carried it for us by having the mindset of Christ. By not being puffed up and full of conceit. Thinking that he could do it on his own. And he could have called down the angels and stopped all the shenanigans. But woe would have been us. He had the mindset. He wasn't puffed up. And he most importantly served us. He did it for us. So who are you serving? Who are you serving? What is on your mind? Do you feel that you've done this by yourself? Do you feel that you don't need your neighbor? Let me ask you a question. When you fall down, if you're hurt, do you need somebody else to help you get up? All is well when you kick in it. That's what you think. But if you're hurt and you can't get up, you must have someone to assist you. Isolation is not going to assist you. Working and being and doing things alone is not going to assist you. They have the little uh, life alert for our seniors whom have to live alone so that when they fall because we lost too many seniors because they were alone, they fell and they couldn't get up and we lost them. So now they had a little life alert to where they can push the, the, the button, I've fallen and I can't get up. Be careful. In this self-movement, in this isolated self-movement, because you're doing as you feel is well. But when you fall, I haven't fallen yet because but by grace. Because of his grace shall I continue in this way. Uh-uh, God forbid. When you fall. Do you have a life button to say, I have fallen, but I can't get up? Check your spirit. Check your reflection. We reflect Jesus here. No one is no too great. No one is too small. Check yourself. We reflect Jesus here. 
You don't want to hear your kids tell you about yourself, but it's okay. They told me about myself. It's okay. Because if you don't hear it, how would you know? We reflect Jesus here. Check your spirit. We are on this journey to reflect Jesus. This journey. Y'all know y'all should have given by now, so we don't have to do that. We pray. We start praying at 9 o'clock. Your tithe, your offering is blessed. Give LaFi, subsplash. God bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together. Come on, just put your hands together. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you and we just love you today. Hallelujah. I just have just a little volume on this, yes. Hallelujah. That's why it's important that you get here at 9 o'clock. If you're not here at 9 o'clock, you probably need to be here at 10, 10 o'clock right on the dot. You never know what's going to happen. That was the word of the Lord for this morning. I would be inconsiderate. I would be completely out of order to just come and preach a message after that. I just really want to just touch some areas and some key points that she was referring to. Philippians chapter number 2, verses 1 through 5. Um, it talks about several things there. One, number one, having the same mind as Christ. The same mind. Having the same disposition, the, the same attitude as Christ. Having the same mind. We, we've always taught you that the mind was created to believe whatever is true, whether it's right or wrong. The mind and the attitude of the mind was created to believe what it hears, what it sees, <laughs> and then it now becomes its belief. And then number two, it talked about not only just having the mind of Christ, but then you can see that when we have the mind of Christ, it allows us to rid ourselves, to rid ourselves of the self-conceit the pride and the arrogance that we can sometimes carry. Having the mind, the same mind of Christ, allows me to deny myself prideful areas, areas in my heart that will cause me to be in disagreement with the plan of God for my life. With the plan of God for my life. There is a plan, but you've got to first have the right attitude to receive the plan and to follow the plan and to have the mind of Christ knowing uh, that his plans are to prosper you but not to destroy you. And so we've got to rid ourselves of, of conceit 
We've got to rid ourselves of presumptuous sin that allows us to, to walk with a haughty and lofty attitude that brings us into disagreement with the mind of Christ. What are you saying, Bishop? I, I believe that, that, that Pastor Cheney was, 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 was saying that to have the mind of Christ, we've got to be in agreement with Christ. To have the mind of Christ, there has to be an agreement that my will will never trump his will. That my plans will never trump his plans. That my desires uh, will, will, will never uh, overrule his desires for myself. Having the mind of Christ brings us to a point where we have to humble ourselves to understand that naturally we have wishes and desires that we want to have in our life, and that's okay. But if the plan of God trumps your wish, you've got to be able to have the same mind to understand that God's plans are better than yours. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And then we've got to look at that point, having the same mind, ridding ourselves and examining ourselves to, to, to not be in disagreement with God because we're prideful, because there is self-conceit, there is a self-arrogance that lifts us into a place that we cannot follow the plan of God. And then here we can, we've got to begin to love one another, loving our brother and our sister. Having the mind of Christ is to love one another with the love of Jesus. The love of Jesus. In the multitude of sin and issue, love covers those issues. We have to be very mindful as I've been being taught and I've been in several conversations about how do we deal with the inclusiveness of this generation. They're very inclusive. They feel entitled to their own truth, even though they don't believe it, but they feel entitled to their own truth. Whatever it may be, uh, as I begin to talk about that on last night, that most of this generation is so inclusive when it comes to God because the only God they know is watching black men be shot openly by policemen. So why do I believe in a God that continues to kill my community? Why do, I, why do I have to believe in a God that never gives us justice? The only thing I see is, is, is that you'll give me a settlement, but nobody ever, nobody's ever convicted and nobody ever pays for the hurt, the harm, the pain. And so we've got to be very careful with this generation that we don't push them away because they're inclusive to what they believe and how they believe. And so that's why the church has to have the mind of Christ, having the mind of Christ, not being so arrogant and conceited in knowing that we have made it through some things, but having the mind of Christ means that we're able to love one another by reflecting, by reflecting with the response of God's truth. Hallelujah. We don't have to debate about Jesus because Jesus is Jesus. Did you hear that? You don't have to debate about his love. All you have to do is reflect his love. I'm not giving the excuse, but he says that we have to love one another with the love of God. So number one, having the same mind as Christ, having the right attitude, the right 
disposition in our spirit man hallelujah and then we've got to we've got to we've got to cast down the high vain and wicked imaginations and the actions of pride and self-conceitedness and arrogance that brings us into disagreement with the plan of God and then we've got to love our brother and our sister and then I like this here we ended here, Philippians 2, 1 and 5. It covers that we should not look out for ourselves, but we should not have just for us, but we should look out for others. Looking out for those who are in need. Looking out for the next generation. I believe that's what Pastor Cheney was trying to get us to understand. That having the mind of Christ is making sure that your generations have the same mindset. Did you hear that? Having the same mindset. Beliefs don't change, but methods can change. The, the, the way we, the way we uh, present it, but, but the Bible doesn't change. The Bible does not lack in teaching the lessons on how we can help and serve one another. There's so many stories in the Bible that you can go to that will help you uh, have the right attitude. Lord, will you guard my heart and my mind? Psalms, we can look at Psalms 139. Lord, search my heart and show me any wicked way or any sinful area of my heart that, that causes me to be in disagreement with your plans. I, I know the plans you have for me, and those plans are to do what? To prosper me and not to destroy me. Come on now. Uh, that's why you have to destroy Come on, you can go right to Psalms number one. You can sit right there. Don't, don't allow the ungodly counsel of your mind to pull you away from, from the meditations and, and, and to pull you away from the, from the, from the bedside of the river that, that gives you the ability to grow. Having the mind of Christ is being in the right place with the right attitude at all times. Many of us, as you lift your hands and we prepare to go today, I want you to lift your hands. Some of us are angry. Some of us are disappointed. Some of us are, 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 are heartbroken. And, and, and because our mind and our disposition is in disagreement with God, my worship is out of place. I'm worshiping God through disagreement because it didn't work and it didn't, it didn't happen for me. Uh, my family has fallen apart. My, my job didn't work out. Uh, my, my, my credit was a, a, a eight and above. And now because of COVID, man, I, I've fallen down, man. And my credit is messed up. Uh, my bills can't be paid. I, I can't enjoy life. And so when you worship God because our mindset is not in agreement with him, our flesh has become so lofty in thought that we think more highly of ourselves than we should. Father, we've forgotten to not have our own self-interest, but to think about others. Father, we have fallen in the areas of loving people that still lie on us, loving people that mistreat us, loving people that, that don't return the same love. I'm tired of being in relationships uh, that don't give back to me what I give out. <laughs> Having the same mind of Christ means that at some point in your life, 
You've got to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him. The only way that you take up a cross is that you've got to get down on the ground, on your knees, in the posture, in the posture of worship, kneeling. The only way that one can deny himself is that you've got to be able to understand what the plan of God is for your life as you lift your hands today. I want you to begin to see those areas in your heart that you have become bitter, brittle, bruised, broken to the point that you're in disagreement with the plan of God. Your, your mindset is in disagreement. I, I, I love God and I appreciate God, but, but I just don't want to do it this way. That means that you're in disagreement with God. I want you to just lift your hands and just simply begin to just work that out with the Lord. Come on, con confess that. Nothing can ever change in your life if you don't confess. If you need change in your life, you've got to say, Lord, change my heart. If, if you need to be healed, you've got to say, Lord, heal my heart. If you need the understanding of the Lord, you've got to begin to say, Lord, release your understanding. And Proverbs says, in all you're getting, get understanding. Proverbs speaks to two types of people. It speaks to the wise and it speaks to the foolish. <laughs> I was reading today. He said, the foolish man knows that there is a lion in the street and immediately gives in to the roaring lion that has come to destroy. But it is the wise man who seeks the understanding of the Lord. Don't allow the foolish areas of your life to keep you in disagreement with the Lord's plans for your life. Having the mind of Christ is having his wisdom, his understanding, his counsel. If you just need wisdom, Lord, I, I seek wisdom now. I, I seek your wisdom. I, I seek your plans, Father. Hallelujah. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. You've got to know the plan of God for your life. And to have the mind of Christ is to know the plan of God. What is the plan of God for my life? What are those plans? And to have the mind of Christ means that there has to be a planned strategy for you to live with that type of mindset. So Father, as we pray today, we ask, oh God, that the disagreement, that the spirit of discord, the spirit of division, the spirit that comes to divide my mind from being in right standing with you. Father, forgive me and forgive us for thinking that my ways are better than your ways. But Father, I want to hear you say, and I want to be in agreement that my thoughts are your thoughts and my ways are your ways. Father, it's not my will, but your will, oh God. And so, Father, I thank you that I will surrender my will before you break me, Father. Father, I, I, I surrender and I give freely 
to have the mind of Christ. The, the mind of Christ gives me the ability to see ahead. It, it gives me the ability to discern the things of the Lord. It, it gives me the ability to overcome some of, the, some of the things that will take place in my life, whether expected or unexpected. The mind of Christ gives me the ability to endure. The mind of Christ gives me the ability to stand and to declare and to reflect your love. Father, the mind of Christ gives me the ability and it gives me the authority, oh God, to, 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 to see and to love my neighbor, oh God. Father, having the mind of Christ allows me to understand that I never have to be selfish. But Father, when I provide for those that are in need, you will provide for me. Father, I thank you that I don't become selfish about my tomorrow to the point that I'm afraid, oh God, to give and to sow in areas and to, and to people that you tell me to give and to sow into. Cause me to have the mindset that when I trust you, that you've already provided for what tomorrow brings. So, Father, this is our prayer in Jesus' name. I want you to just say amen. Come on, say amen. Come on, say amen. Amen, amen. Look at somebody and say, I'm expecting great things. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, I'm expecting something great to happen in my life. I'm expecting something spectacular to happen in my life. I'm, I'm expecting checks in the mail. I, I'm expecting rebates and returns. I'm, I'm expecting, hallelujah, raises and bonuses, uh, gifts and surprises. Uh, I, I'm expecting God to heal my body. I'm, I'm expecting God to heal my mind. I'm, I'm expecting, hallelujah, that on this week uh, that I'll be with the same mind as Christ. I, I'll think as Christ. I'll love as Christ. Christ. I'll live as Christ. I worship with the same mind as Christ. Hallelujah. We love you. Again, if you did not have the opportunity to give your tithe and your offering on this morning, I want you to do that. Bishop, what is my tithe? Your tithe is the 10%. Hallelujah. It's the covenant that you have with God. It is, it is your spiritual financial covenant that you and God have 10%. I believe that I can, I can trust God by giving 10% of my increase of what God has given to me. And then I'll give my offering. I, I, I'll offer it back to you, Father, where the windows of heaven will be opened unto you, where the blessing of God will be poured out upon you, where you won't have room enough to receive and then your love see blessing your man of God. Hallelujah. Blessing your man of God. I, I used to have a problem sometimes talking about that. But how many of you know that when you sow into your man of God, you're, you're saying that we're in agreement with the call and the grace that rests upon his life. Hallelujah, you're, you're not sowing into my life so that I can become rich. Uh, that would be great, but you're sowing into the agreement of grace that God gives me to speak into your life. Come on now. You're sowing into good ground that allows you to reap a harvest. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I want you to be encouraged today. Man, we're two Sundays away. We're two Sundays away. You can see it right there. Give online. I want you to do that today. Two Sundays away from the sound of Pentecost. I want you to be ready June 5th. Come on, tell everybody. We're dressing up all white on Sunday morning, all white Sunday evening. Come on now. We're going to be doing worship and communion. We've got people coming in. So we're looking to move forward Monday, June 6th. Tuesday, June the 7th, we'll be here right at 7 o'clock speaking a powerful word. Come on, say, we are becoming the church of Antioch. Come on, I want you to say it again. Say, we are becoming the church of Antioch. I want you to say it one more time. Say, we are becoming the church of Antioch. Why did I say becoming? Because we first have to be taught what the church is. So before you can reflect something, before you become that, you have to be taught. I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about it. I love you. I appreciate you. Happy graduation. Happy prom weekend to all of our rock children, babies. Happy graduation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I call him my spiritual son. Hallelujah. I know that he has mom and dad, but happy graduation to my man, Jalen. I love you, son. I love you. Happy graduation to all of our children. All of those, I see you, Haley. I didn't forget about you. You're going to the ninth grade. I see you, Naya. You look beautiful on your prom. Happy graduation to all of those. Happy prom weekend. Happy birthday to all of the May babies. We love you. We appreciate you. We ask that you keep us in prayer. In Jesus' name, may the Lord God bless and keep you. Hallelujah. Peace to the past. Peace to the family. Peace to the bishop. And peace to us all. May the grace of God and the peace of God rest upon your life. We love you as we leave this place. I came in this morning and I walked in to the other side of the house. And I had a vision that all the TVs were on. And people were, were stagnant in posture in front of a TV. Watching bombs and missiles destroy a country. America woke up to America being in a war. And I saw these bombs hitting Russia like, I mean, it was just, it was unbelievable. People were crying and people were running and America was crying. America was in shock. We, we woke up. It was worse than what we've seen in 911. We're in a season, family, where we've got to pray. So, Father, we thank you that no matter if he wins another term, no matter who wins the midterms, no, Father, we ask that that you give us men who know how to keep peace. Father, this country and other countries cannot afford war. 
Father, we've been taught that the only way to revive an economy is to have a war. Wars bring money. They not only bring money, but they bring death and destruction to innocent lives that have nothing to do with policy or agenda. Father, we ask that you just watch over America, Father God. This is not Democrat, Republican, liberal, independent. Father, release someone in the government. Release the chaplains, Father God, to do their job. The chaplains that pray over the Senate and the Congress. Father, take them off of their written prayers. And Father, release the Holy Ghost that they will open up their mouths where they will be persecuted and accused for praying Jesus. Father, we need Jesus. America needs Jesus. America needs Jesus. Where people are losing their jobs and corporations are about to, 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 to lose all because of a disagreement with the governor. Can I say this to you all? When a governor has more power than the president, then something is wrong. When a governor can, can get on national TV because you disagree with him and strip your, white, your rights away as a corporation, we're headed in the wrong direction place many of you are probably not even paying attention but when 10 African Americans can be shot openly and Congress and the Senate does nothing when evangelicals I'm going to talk about it do nothing but we buy their books. We give our money. But African-American people are being killed and nobody says anything. But if that were in a suburban neighborhood, they would never open that grocery store again. If that were in a suburban neighborhood where white men and women were killed, there would be an outpouring, but because it's African-Americans, three-fifths of a people. That's why it's so important that you understand what it is to have the mind of Christ. I know many of you are saying, why would you go there? I woke up and we woke up to war because we're fighting fights that we should not be fighting. Ten people lost their lives. And the world just looks on to say, mental health. 17, 18 year old kid. How the enemy is coming to destroy. So this is why it's important that we pray. It's important that you get here. That you keep this generation in prayer. This generation is being incited by the fathers and the mothers 
of politicians that are speaking hate and division. So may the grace of God rest upon you. I don't want to seem insensitive, but as the chief defender, we have to talk about it, family. It has to be heard, family. When you can't go to the grocery store anymore and feel safe. When my wife and I walk in the mall and immediately she says, I never thought I would have to look around and figure out where every exit is so that I'll know where to run. We can't just prophesy that God is going to give new houses and, and God's going to raise and release debt. We've got to begin to prophesy that God will begin to judge the evil works of men. It says it in Proverbs that he will judge the wicked and the evil works of man. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.